praise you, Lord, I praise you, oh, I praise you, yes, I praise you, how I praise you, my precious Lord. I love you, Lord, I love you, oh, I love you, yes, I love you, Lord, I love you, my lovely Lord. You are worthy, Lord, you're worthy, oh, you're worthy, so worthy, oh, you're worthy. Psalm chapter 1. And I'm going to read from verse 1 and 2. 3 is a promise, but 1 and 2 is what we're going to meditate on, and the promise goes with it even without saying. But I want to read from New Living Translation because that's what I actually heard early this morning. Very clearly, I heard the voice of the Lord. All the joys of those who do not. That's all I heard. All the joys of those who do not. That means, you know how happy they are if they don't do this. How happy they are. All the joys of, you know, can you even imagine the joy that comes from not doing this? And we're going to see what. What is that not doing this? And verse 1 says, All the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. Verse 2. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. We can stay away from toxic food, right? We can look at this. Okay, this has red, that has yellow, that has blue, and that has artificial, this has chemicals, that has fat, this has cholesterol, and read all the labels and put away all the junk food. And if I don't eat, what will happen? You can die. We put away what is bad, and we take in what is good. That's what the Lord says in His Word. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice, but instead, what do they do? They delight in the law of the Lord. So I put away following the wicked. I put, I put away following the advice of the wicked. I put away standing with the mockers, doing what I should not be doing. But I replace that with delighting in the word of God. Delighting in the presence of God. So I take off something and I put on something else. I take off what is bad and I put on what is Good. I take off what is destructive and I put on what is constructive. And the only way to put on what is constructive is putting on the word of God. And how do I do that? That's what we're going to see. Let's turn our Bibles to Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6. And I'm going to read from verse 1 onwards. Before that, I want to pray this prayer that we all pray. I usually pray before every message. I make everybody repeat this after me. So, shall we all just close our eyes one more time and please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. 
Help me to be a doer of your word. And not hearer only. Help me to be a good ground. Bringing forth hundredfold fruit. In Jesus name. And I ask you Holy Spirit that you'll pour the warm oil O Lord in each and every ear O Heavenly Father. Circumcise each and every ear O Lord. And I ask you Lord Jesus. I ask you Lord Jesus. May your word sink deep into their hearts O Lord. And I come against every devouring spirit in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every demonic spirit that is trying to scatter the thoughts of your people. I bind them in Jesus name. Take victory in Jesus name. May your word go forth with power and authority. Penetrating into the hearts, minds, souls, and bodies of your people. Making a permanent imprint, O Lord. I pray, making a permanent imprint, O Lord, for Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So Daniel chapter 6. I'm going to read from verse 1. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the whole kingdom. And over these three governors of whom Daniel was one that the satraps might give account to them so that the king would not suffer loss. I want to just give a small intro to those of you who don't know who Daniel was. Daniel was an exile from his land of Israel. And he was an exile living in Babylon. And while he came to Babylon, God found Daniel faithful. He determined in his heart not to defile himself with any other things in Babylon and God exalted Daniel in Babylon what happened was one king was there and that king was gone and another king came and then he was gone then another king came and he was gone kings came and kings went kingdoms changed but Daniel remained there constant because of the favor of the Lord because of his integrity before the Lord God kept promoting Daniel in that foreign land And so, this was a new king who came to Babylon, and his name was Darius. And so he picked people in his kingdom to rule over Babylon. And he picked three people who he felt were really, really smart and capable of ruling over the nation so that his nation will be secure, so that he will have less burden. One of them was Daniel. And then verse 3 says, Then this Daniel distinguished himself about the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. Now because of the spirit of the living God that was in Daniel, even among the three, he stood out. When God is in an individual, they will stand out. Because you cannot cover Light, you cannot. And when the spirit of the Lord was in Daniel, the spirit of the Lord is an excellent spirit. It made him stand out. So the king said, okay, if I have this guy, my kingdom is going to prosper. And so he thought, I'm going to make him even the ruler over who? The other two. That means he's going to be next to the king. And that's when something happened over here. Let's read verse 4. So the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could not find any fault because he was faithful, nor was there any error or fault found in him. Then these men said, we shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning 
the law of his God. So these governors and satraps thronged before the king and said thus to him, King Darius, live forever. All the governors of the kingdom, the administrators and satraps, the counselors and advisors have consulted together to establish a royal statute to make a firm decree that whoever petitions any god or man for 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the lion's den. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which does not alter. Therefore, King Darius signed the written decree. Now, there is an ungodly counsel given to the king. All the joys of those who do not follow what? Ungodly counsel. There is an ungodly counsel given to the king, Darius, by the people who are in Babylon, who are in power. They said, nobody should worship any god or pray to him or to anybody other than the king, Darius. If you do this, king, you're going to be really, really, really like a god. Inflating one's ego. A counsel given by bad counselors. And when this counsel fell on King Darius, his ears, he felt really good. Thought, that sounds nice. That's good. That means my whole nation is going to worship me. I've never had something like this. I've been a king, but not a god. An ungodly counsel came to the king. The king, because he had no discernment, he fell for the trap. He fell to the ungodly counsel of his ungodly counselors, and he said, okay, let's do it. And he signed the decree to law. The Bible says, nobody can change once the king signed according to the law. That's it. And this was done to trap Daniel. I want to distinguish, I want to show you the difference between the king and Daniel. And I want you to put your place in the situation and see where you fall. Whether will you lean towards the king or you will lean towards Daniel. The Bible says, if you read further down, that Daniel heard the law. If you do not worship the king. If you worship your God, you're going to be thrown into the lion's den. And there's a threat to his life. One is doing it not just to preserve his reputation, but to inflate his ego. There's another person who's facing life and death here. He does not follow the ungodly counsel that has been given. If you don't follow the ungodly counsel... That's it for you. There's no future for you. You're going to be doomed. You may even die. That was told to Daniel. But Daniel was a man of character. If you read down further, go down further. Verse 10. Now Daniel, when he knew that the writing was signed, he went home. 
he was not panicking he didn't say oh my god i don't know what to do you know called you know his friends and say i don't know what to do this wicked people you know did this to me and you don't see him go cry oh god oh god what can i do lord i don't know what to do now what's going to happen to me what's going to happen to my family lord how can you let this happen this never happened before lord what happened you don't see daniel panicking here daniel went home as usual as how he would go home the rest of the other days he just went home he heard this he went home and you're going to see the secret behind his confidence why did he just go home how come he didn't panic anybody else would have panicked right they would have said oh my goodness if i don't pray to this god that's it for me that too this is not like an ordinary death it's not like they're going to shoot him they're going to throw him into the lion's den it's going to rip me apart the danger was really there the threat was not a false threat it was a real threat but Daniel knew the God who created the lions Daniel knew who was about his circumstance so Daniel went home he had no fear he went home as usual and the Bible says let's read what he did he went home and in his upper room verse 10 with his windows open towards Jerusalem he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as was his custom since early days Daniel had a strong prayer life every day three times a day Daniel opened the windows and he prayed towards Jerusalem. He was not a secret Christian. Christian, how many people, when they get a job, they try to hide that they are Christian, right? How many people, when they go outside, they try to act just like those who don't know God because they want to preserve their self-image? Daniel was not like that. He was a man of character. He loved God. He had a strong relationship with God. And so, Daniel, as usual, went home. He opened the windows of his room. And he knelt and he prayed, as usual. He looked towards Jerusalem and he prayed. He went to converse with his Lord. He went to converse, as usual, with his God. The God he knew who could deliver him from death in your life as long as you are here it's good you're protected safe haven you have bible prayer reading bible prayer reading once you go out of this campus once you leave this campus can you be like Daniel do you think you will be like Daniel or do you think you will be like Darius are you somebody who craves for attention Are you somebody who's looking for your ego to be met? Are you somebody who fear, I want somebody to put me up on the pedestal? You may not be so explicit like Darius, who said, come and worship me, I am God. But deep within your heart, are you looking for approval, acknowledgement? And if you don't get it, do you throw a tantrum? If you don't get it, do you get withdrawn inside? Do you feel like I cannot live without appreciation? 
I want to tell you one thing. The only one we need to seek appreciation from is the Lord God Almighty. Because He has the power over the wind and the waves. He has the power over the animals. He has the power over humans. He has the power over times and seasons. He can move the hearts of the king. He is the Lord God, the Bible says, who lifts one up and puts another down. Promotion does not come from the east or from the west. It's God who puts a person on the seat. So, we don't need any shortcuts. We don't need to flirt with anybody in order to climb up the ladder. We don't need to cheapen ourselves to get up where we need to get up. If God wants you to be up there, He will put you up there. But if the Lord says, I want to be here because I want you to help somebody, then that's the blessed place. There was a little girl in the Bible. She was a servant girl. And she was serving a mighty commander, a Syrian commander in Israel. And this man's name was Naaman. And this man had leprosy. And you know who God used? The little servant girl who was in Naaman's house. She told this Naaman's wife, there is a prophet in my country. If this commander goes there to him, he'll get healed. And God used this girl to give that message to his wife. And this man went there and he received his healing because of this little girl. God places us exactly where we need to be. If God wants us to be in a palace to be a blessing, He will. But if God wants to be a maid somewhere, it is His will, it's a blessing. It's the most blessed place where we can be if we are in the center of God's perfect will. Oh, the joys of those who do not listen to the counsel of the ungodly. The ungodly will come and say, do this, do that, you know, cheat on your resume, do this, you know, write this, write that, you know, dress like this, go like this, act like this. Pretend to be somebody else in order for you to get this. Do not listen to the counsel of the ungodly. Those are the counsel of the ungodly. But the counsel that comes from God will make you a strong person inside. You will not worry about who thinks what, as long as you walk right before God. That's how Daniel was. When he knew his life was in danger, when he knew he was going to be put to death, he went home confidently. Because he had a living relationship with God. He was not talking to a wall, he was not praying to a statue. He was not just doing his ritual every day. He was conversing with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and he was hearing from him. He was a man of God who had an excellent spirit in him. He went home confidently. He said, even though I am where I am right now, that's because of my God. But if he sees I need to be in the den, in the lion's den, that's where I'm going to be. I am not going to do anything else in order to escape that. How many of us many times want to escape trials, right? Anytime trials come our way, we want to run the other way. But you know what? The very trial that God allows in your life will be for your good and for His glory. And in Daniel's life, he did not try to escape the trial. He didn't go. You don't see a single sentence in the Bible that says Daniel goes and he talks to the king. Daniel had such favor with the king. 
But you don't see Diana going and pleading with the king. Oh king, how come you didn't consult me before you passed this law king? Right? Daniel was an important person in the kingdom. But he was left out when this law was passed. In your life, many times you'll feel that in your heart. In my family, nobody is consulting when they do things. In my, among my friends, they leave me out. Even here, when they do some things, they don't even include me. I feel excluded. If you have all those feelings, I'll tell you one thing. The most important person who needs to include you and who has included you in his family is the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have his approval, if you have his inclusion, that matters the most. And you don't have to worry about anything. When you feel left out in a particular circumstance, know that it is for your good. Know that you don't have to be included, that's why you're excluded. Don't have self-pity and find three, four people and say, this happened to me, this happened to me, you know, you know what you did, you know, can you believe that? Don't waste your time. And don't ruin somebody else either. Because a bitter spirit will affect the next person. But instead, take this home with you today. God, I want to be like Daniel. No matter what I face, I want to go back to my room as usual. I want to open my windows as usual. I'm not going to have fear in my heart, but I'm going to pray to my God as usual. Question number one. Do you have a prayer life like Daniel had? He went and prayed to his God like he usually prayed, as was his custom. If I am not praying as I should, then I will not have the strength to stand during the time of trials. If I'm not praying as usual, then I don't know, my God, I will not have that relationship with God. I will not know what He can do for me. It will all be up here and not here. But if you want the information to really become a reality in your life, you need to have that connection with the Almighty God. And so Daniel went and prayed Three times as usual. And he went and told the Lord, Lord, this is what is happening. But Lord, I know you're above everything. And Daniel got his reward. You know what his reward was for praying? He was thrown into the lion's den. Now what usually people would expect? I prayed to God for God to deliver me, right? So next morning they think all of a sudden the king had a change of mind. Something happened. Maybe the guys who brought the law, they all died. And Daniel didn't go into the lion's den. But no, that's not what happened. Many times your tests will come to really, really test you to see where you stand with God. Until Daniel went into the lion's den, the king didn't know the power of God. The people didn't know the power of God. Daniel himself got to see the power of God. He knew whom he believed, and therefore God revealed himself real to Daniel in that situation. But when the king threw Daniel into the lion's den, even though he didn't want to, and Daniel went into the lion's den, the Bible says, if you read later, further down, that the king couldn't sleep because he knew who Daniel was. He knew he was a good man. He knew he was the best man in the entire kingdom. That's why he wanted to be right underneath him to rule his nation. 
But the king couldn't sleep. He said, what have I done? These people have tricked me. Now I can't do anything. I have to throw you know, him in the lion's den. The beautiful thing is, the king had faith in the God of Daniel. Can you expect him to go next to the next morning to the lion's den and call Daniel? Do you think you will do that? When you know you're going to throw somebody into the lion's den and go call them by their name next morning? No. Because you already know. You'll only have their bones over there. Daniel knew his God. And not only Daniel. The one he served on earth knew Daniel's God. And he knew that his God had the power over the lions. So he went and he asked Daniel, Daniel, did the God save you? The God whom you served so faithfully, did he save you? He has the power to save you. The king knew that Daniel had an excellent spirit. The king knew that there's nobody like Daniel in the entire nation. Daniel was a faithful man. God wants to throw this challenge out to you this afternoon. You want to pick up that challenge and say, Lord, I want to be like Daniel. Dare to be a Daniel. Dare to stand alone. It takes integrity and character to stand alone when you face a storm. Knowing that you're not alone. No, never alone. No, never alone. He promised never to leave me. Never to leave me alone, says the song. God will never leave us nor forsake us. But do we believe that He is with us? Do we believe that He is able to deliver us? Do we believe that He is able to show Himself strong on behalf of us? The Bible says, The eyes of the Lord run to and fro. That means throughout the earth, God is scanning. He's just looking into everybody's heart. And the Bible says, He looks into the hearts of the people to see whose hearts are loyal towards Him. And then, it goes on like this, to show Himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal towards Him. So the reason why God is looking, He's trying to see who's faithful. I want to show myself strong on behalf of this person, this faithful person. That's what God did for Daniel. His eyes went throughout the earth and he found Daniel to be faithful in Babylon. And he came to show himself strong on behalf of Daniel whose heart was loyal towards God, the Almighty God. In your situation, when you finish this program and you go back, wherever God is going to place you, it could be Babylon. It may not be Israel. How are you going to live your life? If you don't have a strong prayer life here, while you are here, six months, eight months, whatever months or days you have here, you cannot be like Daniel when you go out there. But if you develop a strong prayer life, like Daniel did, three times a day, Daniel prayed. He had that connection with God. If you have that kind of a relationship with God while you are here, then when you are out there, when ungodly counsel come, you will have the backbone to say, no, and not to threat, 
But you just go back home, just like you go back every time and there is no problem. And talk to the Lord God Almighty. Whatever your circumstances, He's able to lift you up. He may change the laws for you. He may change people's heart. He may not. But one thing is, He will prove Himself faithful to you. No matter what the circumstances. Sometimes we may think, oh, this is going to happen this way. It may never happen that way. It can happen in a much more glorious way. Our minds are little. I always tell people, our minds are little. We have tiny brains. God has a big brain. And when God sees, He's the God who sees the end from the beginning. That means we cannot even see the next day, right? Some of us, like, we get up, sometimes we eat something and we get like the pain, gastric pain. We didn't expect that a few hours ago. No. We get up and we get a cramp, right? All of a sudden your leg pulls, you get some muscle twitch, something happens. You don't know what will happen to you the next minute or even the next second. But the Lord God Almighty, He sees the end from the beginning. That means He knows everything. When He is with you, what do you have to fear? You have nothing to fear. So you have to practice a lifestyle that Daniel had by having a strong commitment to God. A strong fellowship with God. A life of no compromise begins here while you are at the Walter Hoing Home. A life of prayer begins here while you are at the Walter Hoing Home. A life of fellowshipping with God should begin here and should continue out there. Some people, they are here, they are happy, and once they go outside, they are not like Daniel, continuing to pray. They go out and they think, oh, I prayed yesterday. All these eight, nine months I was already praying. I need a break from prayer. Right? (laughs) Party time. Let me tell you, if that mentality would come in, that is the counsel of Satan from hell. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The presence of God is the most blessed place to be in. In His presence there is fullness of joy, the Bible says. And at His right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Do you want to experience pleasure and joy? It comes from the presence of God. It's the most blessed place to be in. You want to party? You can party in the presence of God. God has everything for you to offer. You have to just taste it. If you have not tasted what God has for you, then you will never know what God can do for you. And so I encourage you this afternoon to begin. If you have not begun, begin to seek God. Begin to establish a pattern in your life. Begin to establish a relationship with God. Begin to establish a reading schedule in your life. You don't want anything to get monotonous. Sometimes you read, right? One chapter, you get up and read, read so fast. And you feel like, oh, I finished one chapter. Oh, I finished the passage. I finished reading. And I say, Lord, you know everything. I'm like so tired, Lord. I'll you know, pray later. Right? And then what happens is that tiredness actually sets in deeper. You get even more tired. And then you try to run away from the presence of God. It becomes a pattern in your life where you don't want to pray after that. But God says, be aware, or I should say beware, of the attack of the enemy on your mind. 
Beware of the attack of the enemy on your body. Beware of the attack of the enemy on your emotions. He works through the flesh. Satan works through the flesh. When you want to read, he will give you a headache guaranteed. Especially when you begin to read. When you want to pray, that's when you will feel very tired, you will feel sleepy and you will feel like you want to yawn. That is a spirit of slumber from Satan. Remember that. When you want to do the right thing, that's when you want to feel like you're getting all kinds of attacks. You need to know, this is the time I need to resist the enemy. Only then he'll flee. And so God wants you to be like Daniel. To be like Daniel. Have that determination in my heart. Have the determination in your heart. Say, Lord, no matter what it is, I will not listen to the counsel of the ungodly. So the counsel may come from the enemy through your thoughts. It can be your very own thought. And you can think, oh, it's me who is thinking. No. Every time, the first time, the first thought comes, it is from the enemy, external attack. He will bring maybe an unclean thought. He may bring something from the past. He may bring something to start. Something. But it's that point where you say, Satan, get out in Jesus' name. It's that moment where you say, I am a new creation. It is at that moment where you say, Satan, get out in Jesus' name. I'm more than a conqueror. When Satan brings the thought saying, oh, you're going to fall, you're going to fail. I don't think you're going to make it. I don't think you're going to last. I think you're just here for some time. Once you're done with this program, when you go outside, I don't think you're going to have strength to even stand. When you have that thought, that's when you say, Satan, get out in Jesus' name. I know greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. You put off what needs to be put off and you put on what needs to be put on. And so the Holy Spirit is looking at you today, this afternoon. The Lord is saying, what is your thirst level? Where do you stand before God? Where are you in your spiritual walk with God? Are you like Daniel or are you like Darius? Are you like Daniel or are you like Darius? Look at yourself and say, Lord, am I a person who is craving for attention? Or am I like Daniel who says, I don't care what anybody says anything. I'm going to go back to my room just the way I did yesterday. And I'm going to pray to God. Isn't that a beautiful thing? To have a carefree life, to live a carefree life, is really a life of true freedom. Where you don't worry about anything. And didn't Jesus tell us that? Do not worry about tomorrow. Don't even worry about what you eat. Don't even worry about what you need to put on. Don't even worry about. Sometimes we have like so many clothing and then we keep looking. Can I do this? Can I do this? Can I do that? Then we get dissatisfied and we go on a shopping spree. Because I'm not content with what I have. We need to know what our obsessions are. And we need to know, okay, these are the areas where I need to bring under control. Just like how a horse that needs to go on a race, like a race horse, it has the blinders on. If it does not have the blinders on, it's going to go all over, no matter how strong that horse is. No matter how strong our prior life is, if we don't have boundaries, set boundaries in our lives, we will fall. We will fall. And so God says, you need to do two things. One is not listen to the counsel of the ungodly. That's why you put your boundaries. That's where you say, okay, I am not going to listen to the counsel of the ungodly. So, the first thing we saw was listening to the counsel of the ungodly is the ungodly counsel can come from Satan through our own mind. We don't listen to that. 
if Satan says, oh, look how your life was, this is how you're going to be, and if he brings depressing thoughts, you don't listen to the counsel of the ungodly, ungodly counsel that comes directly from Satan through your mind. Number one. Number two, ungodly counsel that comes through people. It can be people here, it can be people out there. Whoever it is, anybody brings any counsel contrary to the Bible. And who says, oh, you, you have this problem, I have this problem too. I have been struggling with this problem for so long, I don't think you can ever come out of this problem. If somebody says that to you, know that that is an ungodly counsel coming from Satan through a person. So what do you do? You reject the ungodly counsel. Just like Daniel did, he rejected the ungodly counsel that came from the king. It can be a counsel that comes from your mind. It can be a counsel that comes from a person. It can be a counsel that comes from the media. Through music, through movies, through magazine, through whatever it is ungodly, ungodly counsel comes from Satan through different avenues. So what we do, we protect ourselves by not exposing ourselves to the ungodly counsel. When the ungodly counsel comes, because we are in this world, because of our fellowship with the Lord, we should take a stand to resist the enemy. Be like Daniel. Now Daniel, I said, Daniel didn't come home and he didn't cry and say, Lord, you understand me. Lord, you know I'm just a human. Lord, you know I'm prone to fall. And so, Lord, tomorrow I'm going to bow down before the king. That is presumptuous sin. If I make my God smaller than my problem, it is unbelief and it is a sin. If I make my problem bigger than my God, it is sin because it's unbelief. Because my God is bigger than my problems. My God is bigger than any king. My God is bigger than any court system. My God is bigger than any disease. My God is bigger than any family problem. My God is bigger than any custody problem. My God is bigger than any, 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 any problem. So what do we do? We magnify God and we minimize our problem. We magnify God and we minimize our problem. When you put Jesus next to your problem... Your problem becomes almost invisible. Because he is big. He is huge. He is strong. He is able. And he is willing. He is willing to deliver you from your problem. There are many ways that seems right to the eyes of man. The Bible says. But they all lead to destruction. And so, if we want to be like Daniel. Like I said. We need to have a life of prayer. We need to have a life of reading God's word. Oh, the joys of those who do not walk according to the counsel of the ungodly. What do they do instead? They meditate on the word of God day and night. Isn't that what Daniel did? Three times a day Daniel prayed. Three times a day. Now many of us find it difficult to pray once a day. Right? It's once a day. Five minutes how many minutes have I prayed? Two minutes. I'll tell you, if you love a person, if you're in love relationship with a person, time will just fly. If you really love Jesus Christ, time will fly when you're in the presence of God. And so, that's why I need to check my heart and say, where is my heart? Where is my affection? 
The Bible says, Therefore, set your affections on things above, not on things below. Because that's where you need to have it. Because that is the permanent place, not here. When I set my affection on where I should, then what's going to happen is I'm going to really develop a distaste towards that which is unhealthy. I don't know if you have tried or not this, but if you have been eating junk food and you stop eating junk food and start eating healthy food, after some time, you're not going to really like the junk food. But if you start eating junk food once more, it'll be difficult for you to stop eating junk food. Same goes for your soul. You have a pattern of reading God's word, then you're going to crave to be in the presence of God. But if you break that, that's what the enemy will try his level best, to break that cycle, to break that pattern. All is not lost, though. Don't lose hope. It's time to get back to God. If you feel like that pattern has been broken, Lord, I was praying you know, for a few weeks, I was praying for a few days, but I didn't know what happened. Lord, I have lost that fire. I've lost that zeal. It's time for you to get back to that. To say, Lord, I want to give myself over to you. Lord, I want to commit myself over to you today to be like Daniel. If you be like Daniel, I promise you, guaranteed, God will lift you up like Daniel. God will defend you like Daniel. Even if you have nobody to come to court with you, Jesus will come to court with you. And he will say, I'm going to take you out. Not just by, I'm not going to just bail you out. I'm going to take you out permanently. Jesus Christ will do that for you. But are you willing to take that stand for the Lord Jesus Christ? Shall we all stand up together? Thank you.
Holy Spirit has spoken to you this afternoon. And if you want to commit yourself to the Lord, you want to give your life to the Lord. Say, Lord, I want to be like Daniel. I want to take a bold stand for you, Lord. I want to commit myself to that cause. I don't want to be a coward anymore. Lord, I don't want to do whatever anybody tells me to do because I'm afraid, because I want to please people. I don't want to be a man pleaser, Lord. I want to be a God pleaser. Hallelujah. All the days that you have been pleasing human being have only put you in prison. You become a prisoner of a person when you try to please man. Hallelujah. But when you please God, you become a free person. Hallelujah. You get your freedom in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ sets you free. Hallelujah. May the Holy Spirit speak to your heart. Hallelujah. If the Lord has spoken to your heart and you want to give yourself over to God, if you want to give your life over to God, you want to make that commitment to the Lord, raise your hand, I'm going to pray for you. Hallelujah. You want to say, Lord, I want to be like Daniel. Lord, I want to be like Daniel. I want to be a woman of commitment. I want to be a woman of character. Lord, I want to be a woman, Lord, who will not be afraid of any human being anymore. Hallelujah. But I want to be brave. I want to have that strong prayer life. Lord, I want to be normal. Hallelujah. I want to, Lord, be removed far from the oppressor. Hallelujah. If that is you, raise your hand. I'm going to pray for you. Hallelujah. As you have your hands raised, just tell the Lord, between you and the Lord, tell the Lord, Lord, forgive me for being a man pleaser. Forgive me, Lord for the times that I have betrayed you. Forgive me, Lord, for the times, Lord, that I have bowed down to other gods, that I have bowed down, Lord, to myself, that I bowed down to, Lord, idols, people, pleasure, sin, hallelujah, sinful nature, to self-pity, to bitterness, that I have bowed down to, envy, that I have bowed down to, enmity, hallelujah, that I have bowed down to, unforgiveness. Forgive me Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And tell the Lord, Lord, I want to bow down to you and you alone. Hallelujah. I want you to become the Lord of my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, I pray for your precious people. I ask you, Heavenly Father, that you'll give them the inner strength they need. Lord, to stand the test of time. To have the character like Daniel, hallelujah. Daniel didn't have it all of a sudden. It was developed, hallelujah. It was trained every day, hallelujah. He trained himself to please God. He trained himself to be consistent, hallelujah. He trained himself to refuse ungodly counsel, hallelujah. And I pray, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Lord, that you help your people to stay true to their commitment to you. Lord, that you give your people the grace, O oh Lord, to refuse every ungodly counsel every single time. Hallelujah. Not to give an excuse saying that I'm just a human. But to know that the divine seed of God is in those, hallelujah, who have committed their lives to the Lord. That divine power that quickens each and every single person to live a godly life is within them. Hallelujah. May your people realize that, Lord. May your people realize that. Hallelujah. May your people realize the greater who is in them and not bow down to any fear. Hallelujah. 
not bow down to their past hallelujah and i pray heavenly father that you will bless them oh god bless them to live a productive life bless them to live a godly life yes. bless them oh lord so that lord you can lift them up oh lord jesus place them where you want them to be placed oh lord to be useful in your kingdom oh jesus hallelujah and i thank you heavenly father thank you lord i want to pray for those of you who have depression if you have depression chronic depression anxiety and even thoughts of suicide and loneliness that cannot be told outside raise your hand i'm going to pray for you hallelujah the delivering presence of god is here the bondage breaking power of the lord is here hallelujah i have heard testimonies from women who are here that i've met outside in different places and even in teen challenge school of ministry and in other places who god set them free from depression and anxiety during a service like this hallelujah only believe all things are possible with god no matter how deep you feel that you are rooted in depression god is able to uproot that out of your life hallelujah god is able to uproot that out of your life hallelujah thank you jesus jesus christ did feed a death and he has defeated the spirit of death hallelujah thank you heavenly father if that is you raise your hand i'm going to pray for you hallelujah father in heaven i come before your throne of grace according to the power and authority given to me by the almighty god i come against all the forces of darkness and i come against every spirit of depression i come against chronic depression i come against anxiety i come against severe anxiety chronic anxiety i come against every spirit of fear i come against every spirit of suicide in the name of jesus christ of nazareth i curse your powers in jesus name jesus. and i command you to leave god's people right now hallelujah. in jesus name hallelujah I ask you Lord for the spirit of truth to prevail hallelujah. hallelujah I ask you Lord for the spirit of freedom to prevail hallelujah yes. And I ask you for the spirit of joy to possess your people hallelujah Jesus, Jesus, Thank Jesus. you heavenly father Thank you heavenly father Thank Praise you heavenly father Thank you heavenly father Thank you Lord 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 hallelujah Thank you for the mighty working of the holy spirit that is going on right now in our midst hallelujah Thank you father I also want to pray for those of you who has who have OCD addiction addiction to anything maybe even a small thing if you are struggling with it and you say god delivered me from this but i still have this raise your hand i'm going to pray for you hallelujah hallelujah the breaker is in our midst hallelujah the one who breaks every shackle is in our midst hallelujah maybe it's big maybe it's small doesn't matter to the lord god almighty The Lord God who shut the mouths of the lions is here in our midst. Hallelujah. He is here to deliver you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I come against every spirit of addiction. I come against every compulsive disorder. I come against every obsessive compulsive disorder. 
I come against every addictive disorder, every brain disorder, every demonic spirit that has your people bound to every kind of chronic disorder in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I curse every spirit of addiction right now in Jesus name. Jesus Take victory in Jesus name. I come against every demonic spirit of sexual addiction. I curse you in Jesus name. I command you to leave right now in Jesus name. I come against every demonic spirit of addiction to smoking, to alcohol, to drugs. I curse you. I break your power right now over God's people in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Take victory in Jesus name. Hallelujah. And I thank you heavenly Father. Thank you heavenly Father. Thank you heavenly Father for the newness of life that you're giving to your people right now. Hallelujah. And I thank you Lord. Thank you for the God of glory who's risen in our midst this afternoon. And I thank you for doing it. I give you all the glory, honor and praise. In Jesus most precious name we pray. Amen. ministering to our hearts, to our minds, to our bodies this afternoon. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. And I pray may you continue to work in the hearts of your people. And I thank you for doing this in Jesus' most precious name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Praise you.